right, everybody, welcome to Roro's Gone Psycho. These are one-sided conversations with me, Roro, and you're gonna hear some shit about some shit, and that's just what's gonna fucking happen. You're gonna hear some clicking and typing in the background, but that's just because I'm a multitasker, and that is just how I roll. And if that irritates you, then you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. But I will tell you this, I'm not out to do this to make money. I'm not out to do this for any particular reason except for the fact that 2020 completely eliminated my ability to keep my damn mouth shut. And that is why I have started a podcast. Because honestly, if I don't get this shit off my chest, I'm going to blow up. And I'm going to take everybody I know with me. And I'm pretty sure that I'm not the only person who feels this way. So let's get into it. So I'm Roro, I'm a badass PhD, I'm a rhetorician and a writer, and I am also, shall we say, alternative urban farmer. We'll go, we'll go that route, okay? So I'm basically everything a Republican hates. So if that's you, then you know what? You should probably just peace out now. But if not, then I want to start my first episode by talking just a little bit about what 2020 has taught us about relationships, because 2020 has caused us to reevaluate everything in our fucking lives. Our jobs, our family, our social lives, what we want out of life, where we think the future is headed, just everything. Literally everything has been on the table for critical reevaluation and analysis. And chief among these is relationship motivation. Why are we in relationships? What do we want out of relationships? What changes as we age in a relationship? So I'm going to start by just kind of saying right off the bat here that I'm in a long-term relationship with a man. Um, I am straight. I am cisgender. My pronouns are she and her. Um, and I've been in this relationship for about seven years, and it's good. Honestly, if I believed in the concept of legal marriage, uh, which I don't, clearly, uh, we'd be married. But I think that marriage is just a horrible fucking thing um, that, that ties a woman down unnecessarily and means she can't leave if bad shit starts to happen in a relationship. Now, it's different if you have kids or if you have, like, a, a legal reason to need to be married, like you share a company or, you know, you need to pass on, you know, uh, land or something if y'all die. I mean, hey, that's, that is what it is. But in general, I think marriage is just a way that encourages men to treat women badly. So I don't believe in it. And if I did, I'd be married, but I'm not, thank God. So, Here's the thing about relationships that has been revealed by 2020. Relationships have really kind of taken us back. Well, I should say 2020 has taken us back to that kind of primal pr place with regard to relationships where we realize why we're really in relationships. Um, and that is because, um, assuming you're in a healthy relationship, that is, uh, being alone is bad. <clears throat> you know, it's just like the old Frankenstein movies. Alone, bad. And yes, I'm peeling a mandarin, deal with it. Um, you know, <laughs> oh god, that shit just gets down your throat. Fucking terpenes, goddamn. Um, but let's talk, uh, you know, let's talk organic chemicals later. Um, being alone sucks. Being alone is bad. You need somebody. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, so that, that, motivation has just become very clear, right? Why are we all in a relationship? Because we don't like being alone. And when we're alone, we kind of fucking stagnate, you know? Um, being with somebody helps challenge us and stimulate us. And, and frankly, 
I think it helps women live longer because of spite. We, <laughs> we're going to outlive that son of a bitch no matter what. And that's why women live longer than men. Because hell hath no fury. And when we're bound and determined to do something, we do it. And that includes just outliving the cocksucker through sheer force of will. And I think that's something we all know in the back of our minds, but maybe we're not really willing to admit to our partners. But yes, as much as we love them, we are going to outlive that son of a bitch out of spite so that everything that we have helped work for with him becomes ours. Which brings me to another thing that 2020 has really helped us realize. Um, there's a time in your life where you need to be with somebody, right? Um, and that's like your 30s, 40s, 50s. You need somebody, I think, particularly in your 30s, early 40s, because that is your peak creative period. You need somebody in your life to stimulate you through those times, because otherwise you'll just sit at home in your underwear and do nothing but like, I don't know, masturbate. That's like literally all you'll do. But being with somebody helps challenge you creatively just for the simple fact that this is a competition, motherfucker. Like, relationships are competitive. And I don't mean, like, who necessarily who makes more money, although there are relationships like that, or who, you know, um, has, uh, you know, greater commercial success. It's really about, you know, have you actually uh, utilized all of your full potential? Like, which partner is more self-actualized? That's the competition. Which one of you motherfuckers has actually utilized their skills and talents to the utmost? Um, and that's why you don't have kids because if you have kids, sorry women, but it's going to be him because kids are your life. So if you have any interest in being creative or fulfilling any like childhood dreams, you can't have kids. Bottom fucking line. Sorry. It's just the reality. Um, if nobody told you that, then I feel sorry for you. Um, but I'm telling you now, so maybe there's still time for you. But again, it's a competition, right? It's who has actually lived their dreams. Which one of you has actually taken it to the furthest extent? And that's the competition that is necessary. It's not unhealthy. People say, oh, relationships shouldn't be competitive. Yes, they fucking should. They should absolutely challenge you to push one another to your, um, to your utmost, um, to your, to your maximum creative potential. They fucking should. Um, people who think that relationships are all sweetness and light and cuddles, what the fuck? What kind of relationships have they been in? Like, have they been fucking a Care Bear? Because unless they have been fucking a Care Bear, they would have to be aware that relationships are about living your dreams and helping the other person push themselves to their fullest potential because they've helped push you to your fullest potential because of that inherent competition. Like, I, I don't understand. Um, my partner, he is very sweet and... You know, he's very talented, but he is also very sheltered. And he's kind of one of those people who's like, why can't it all just be sweetness and light and foo-foo bunny balls? And it's like, the reason, motherfucker, that it can't be all sweetness and light and foo-foo bunny balls is because you grew up with a mother who just rolled over to your father's every whim. So that's his fucking paradigm. My fucking paradigm is very different. My mother did what she wanted to do, okay? Like, when she had an interest, she fucking explored it. 
And you know what? She wanted to research something. She did. Okay. And to some extent, yes, all women give up their dreams for their kids. But my mother quite often chose her interests first because she understood that, you know, mothers who never do that end up like murdering their children and shoving them in car trunks and throwing that car in a lake. But that's a story for another day. Um, again, as somebody who refuses to give up any of my creative potential at all, I choose not to be a parent. Um, but everybody's motivations are different. But again, the reason we're in that relationship is because we need that competition in the core parts of our lives and being alone, we will stagnate creatively, you know, spiritually, metaphysically. We'll end up in a puddle on the floor. Worse, we'll end up playing Xbox till we die, right? That's what the Xbox is, people. The Xbox is the, I'm single and I'm waiting around to get someone to push me to be better machine. That's what that is. Nobody who's in a creative, productive relationship plays video games. I'm sorry. No, unless that's your career or your developer who beta tests. Okay. If you are in a creative, productive relationship, you don't have an Xbox. You don't have a PS what the fuck ever number and you don't have a Wii. Okay. Because you're actually out there doing the cool shit that you fantasize about kind of, you know, through the proxy of Xbox when you're single, right? You actually go out and do that in a relationship because what relationships do is make you afraid that you're missing out on something else. So you push yourself, right? You can't stand to see the other person become, you know, a successful whatever, entrepreneur, writer, you know, whatever, creative person, artist. You're not going to stand for that. So you push yourself to be that person. And that is, that is what makes a relationship work. That is why we have relationships. It is to push one another, motherfucker. It is not at all about cuddle bunnies. Okay. Um, and that is why when you're in that prime of life, you don't want to be single because you need that. Because if you are stagnant in the prime of your life, that's wasted time. If you're not in a relationship right now and all you do is play Xbox in the evenings and the weekends, I'm sorry. I think we both know that the world of Warcraft is draining your life force and you will eventually be a shallow fucking husk, right? Video games are great when you're single because they're just that outlet for that extra energy, but nobody who is in a creative productive relationship plays video games. And I think we all know that. But the point here is that that is what a relationship is, is it's creative competition, all right? Who enacts their dreams? Because again, we outlive our men for spite because we are gonna take our lives a little further than them. And we all know that women are just a little more determined than men. And that's why we don't quit. Um, even with the fucking ball and chain of having a kid, women can still, you know, reach their creative, productive potentials. Um, and that's just because we have more grit and more determination. You know, men grow up and they are told their whole lives that they are intrinsically perfect and a sweet little boy. <laughs> because mothers are fucking retarded when it comes to raising men. All of you are. Please don't ever tell me that you're raising a son the right way because you know you spoiled him and made him think he was great even when he wasn't. Um, you know, whereas women are like, all right, look, you know what? The world's going to treat you like a bitch unless you stand up for yourself because you know what? Your looks don't last forever. Your cuteness doesn't last forever. And that is what an entire generation of parents failed to tell an entire generation of Instagram influencers <laughs> because parents that are millennials fucking suck ass at their jobs because they're a generation of children that never grew up. 
right? They grew up watching Disney princess movies where the Disney princess has a baby and then that Disney princess still is just as hot as before she had the baby and everybody knows that's not reality except for millennials because millennials never grew up. And as a millennial, I'm perfectly willing to admit that. I don't give a fuck. Um, but that's why I'm podcasting on my fucking lunch break because the reality of the situation is sometimes you got to have an outlet. And when it comes to relationships, and the point I've been trying to come to for how fucking long now, is that when you're past that creative prime, you no longer actually need someone in your life, which is why 2020 has brought most of us to the realization, those of us who are in long-term relationships, that when our partner kicks the bucket, and if we're straight, it, it will be the man first, most likely, barring medical disaster or sudden, you know, act of God. Um, we're okay with that. And uh, yeah, I'm not dating again. <laughs> oh, I'm done. Um, as somebody who is, you know, creatively actualized, I, I want him to stick around, you know, for another decade or two. Um because, you know, I need that, that stimulation. But when he goes, I'm done. Because, you know what? You don't need a man for any intrinsic reason other than that competition in your prime. When, when a man kicks the bucket and you're in, like, your 50s or 60s, nah, you're done. Um, being horny at that age is a myth. Um, men like to tell themselves that. Um, women who are in their 50s sometimes claim to be horny in order to, you know, maintain men. I guarantee you that if a woman claims to be horny in her 50s and 60s and like is like a sex pot, I guarantee, I guarantee she has a prenup that fucked her out of some money. So she's just doing everything she can desperately to keep that motherfucker around. If that woman has her own money and or, you know, has like a prenup in her favor, she don't give a fuck. She don't give a fuck because she and the dick parted ways long ago. Okay, I'm gonna tell you something right now. Every woman in her 30s comes to the realization that she and the dick don't need each other. They really don't. Um, she thought she needed the dick, but then in her 30s, she realizes, you know what? I'm sick of being chafed the next day. So fuck that. You know? Um, fuck that noise. Because um, I guarantee there is no actual sex better than your masturbatory fantasy. So women start to realize that, you know what? They don't need the dick. You know, they might, they might still, you know, get horny and suck it and tug it and, like, rub on it. Because, you know, what? that is what we need is the physical um, interaction. But we don't actually need the fucking you don't and in your 30s you start to realize that and then you just start to go all right well i'm kind of horny but i don't really want sex because i don't want to have to like feel like i've like been riding a bicycle um for the next three days so you know what i'm just gonna suck him off and i'll guarantee you that there is no 20-something that is better at giving head than 30-somethings. I will guarantee goddamn tea. And that only gets better. There is no 30-something who gives better blowjobs than a 50-something. Because that is what we do. We transition from the dick 
to being like, all right, you know what? Yeah, I want to get him off. I want to make him feel good. I want to have some fun. I'm just going to suck him. And as a result, you hone your skills. That is what you do out of just fucking self-preservation because your pussy is your friend and your pussy is your chakra and your center of power and all the fucking rest of it. But after a while, you start to realize, you know what? I don't really feel like, uh, you know, making that thing feel any discomfort for any reason whatsoever at any time. And, you know, no matter what kind of sex you're having, um, when you get into your 30s, you start to lose, um, you know, moisture and elasticity and all the real good thick mucus that meant that you could fuck for hours in your 20s. You don't have that anymore in your 30s, and it only gets worse. So, what you start to realize is, having a happy pussy is way more important than taking the dick. So that's why you start getting good at giving head. But 2020 is kind of the year where, you know, a lot of us in our 30s, we just had to come to grips with that and say, okay, well, you know what? Um, bitch, this is self-preservation. My pussy is perfectly happy on its own, un, you know, perturbed, undisturbed, unmolested. It's its own little world in there. And I don't really feel like having a dick come in and fuck with it, you know, every few days. I, you know, because you know what? No matter how gentle the sex is, and it should be gentle, ladies. If not, you're fucking weird. Um, and, um, you know, no matter how, like, lubricated you are, or if you lose, you know, use lubes or whatever. Like, you know what? Like, it's gonna, it's gonna feel discomfort starting in your 30s. Sorry, those of you who are in your 20s. Guess what? Enjoy that thick mucus while it lasts, because it's going away. Um, and, and you have to take, like, a leave and shit after sex, just so you don't feel like you've got, like, a hot balloon down there. So, you know, no matter what kind of, you know, OBGYNs or doctors try to tell us that we shouldn't have these problems, no matter what, you know, um, no, they're real. And estrogen creams will give you cancer. So we just start to transition gradually, gracefully, with elegance and decorum away from the dick. But the point is, what we start to realize is that we were never really there for the dick in the first place. We were there for having someone with us. But 20 years past that, in our 50s and 60s, if we lose our partner, um, we don't feel the need to replace him. Unless we're broke. Because, you know what? We've, we've reached our creative zenith and, like, we're good with ourselves. And that's why, you know, people always ask, you know, um, as, as someone who has a partner, you know, with a chronic illness, uh, oh, you know, what happens if, you know, if he dies, you know, won't you feel alone and all that? And it's like, nope, nope, I will be devastated, of course, but I'm not replacing that motherfucker. You know what? I am not done. I am so not interested in uh, having another partner, male or female, ever after this relationship, because it's, it was worth it. You know, everything I go through, you know, with, you know, with both of our health conditions and with, you know, everything, even the drama that's occasional, that's inevitable in every relationship. Um, you know what? It's good. It, it works for me, but I... It took a lot out of me in my late 20s, and uh, 
I don't, I'm not going to have that energy when I'm fucking 40. I'm going to be super honest. <clears throat> I'm not going to be able to put up with, you know, oh, you know, the, does he have a picture of his ex on his phone? You know what? I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm not interested anymore. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? And here's the other thing. If he kicks the bucket, I get the house, which means this whole fucking space is mine to paint and decorate and do whatever the fuck I want with. I will not be having a house guests, let alone somebody living in my sanctum sanctorum. Fuck that noise. You know, and everybody thinks that's like a harsh thing to say and like, oh, geez, you know, da, 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 da. and it's like, no, motherfucker, I'm done. Done. D-O-N-E. Um, and I believe that if most women really kind of dug down deep and sort of looked at their own, you know, kind of what their own, you know, heart and soul was telling them and, you know, actually got in touch with their inner selves, they'd feel the same way. There's no need to date in your 50s. There's no need to date in your 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, fuck it. Because you know what? At that point, you're no longer afraid to be alone. At that point, it's a relief, frankly. You know, as much as I love my partner and as much as I want him to live a long, healthy, and productive life, you know what? When he goes, that's it for me. That's all she wrote. I don't have the energy to put up with men anymore. You know, I finally, it took me, it's, it's taken me seven years to get my partner to where I need him to be. <laughs> in terms of educating him about how to respect women and about how to be a non-toxic, you know, masculine person and, you know, how to respect my body and my feelings and, and how to just engage with me in a way that doesn't make me want to fucking kill him, honestly. And I don't have that energy. I don't have, I won't have those seven years in my 50s. I mean, I'll have the time, but I'm not going to have the energy or the effort and it's going to be like, yeah, you know what? Nope. Uh ain't gonna happen. So if anybody I know is listening to this, don't bother trying to fix me up at that point because I'm done, motherfucker. I'm over it. I am not interested in dating anymore. Um, so end of fucking list, right? So, and that's just kind of, and that's the thing about relationships. Ladies, if you are really honest with yourself, you're in it for the competitive stimulation you're in it for the physical interaction, you know, sexual and otherwise, and you're in it for the companionship. You are. But after you're 50 or 60, at that point, you don't need any of that anymore. And that's how I just, I really feel about that. Um, and I, and I really do genuinely feel sorry for people that try to do, kind of go out of their way to do things that are of no, are they're not only of no benefit to them but they actually hurt them um to please their man or keep their man bitch he's not going anywhere okay even if you're not married if you've got like more than a couple of years under your respective belts um <clears throat> trust me he is very well aware of how hard it was to build the architecture to live with you <laughs> You're an investment, just like he's an investment, and he knows that. Even the dumbest man out there knows that. Um, that's why even these assholes who cheat on their wives, they still don't leave their wives for the younger woman. They never will, um, because they've got too much invested with the first partner. Now, obviously, you know, that's fucking retarded of them to have cheated, but the point is they understand the concept of investment. So, you know, relationships, you know, are something that you have to, you have to get what you want out of, 
you know? Um, and if you, if you can't do that, don't be in one. But, um, the point I'm trying to make is there's really nothing more pathetic than women who go out of their way to do these things. I mean, boob jobs, um, uh, like shaving their pussies, shit like that. You know what I mean? Um, it's like, you know what? Don't be a gross sweat hog. But other than that, stop that shit. He doesn't care. Um, and the, and the simple reality is that if you asked him to do the things that you do to yourself to make him happy, he either won't do them or he'll do them and realize how fucking horrible they are. And here's an example of this. Um, when I met my boyfriend, partner, whatever you want to call him, um, he was really into shaved pussies. And I was like horrified by that because the last thing I want to do is look like a preteen girl and then have sex. Like, what the hell is that doing to my psyche? And so I explained that to him and I was like, you do realize that like you're asking me to look like I'm 14 while you fuck me. And he was like, like pretty nauseated by that. So that was like one thing. But then he was like, okay, well, can you just like shave the under part of your pussy? So there's like no hair there. And I'm like, mm, tell you what, bud, you shave all of yourself, like all of it. And he did. He fucking did. He shaved his scrotum, his asshole, like all the way between his legs, the base of his dick, um, his whole pubic area. Okay. And then he was in agony for an entire fucking month. He was hating life. Every time he sat down, those little regrowing hairs stabbed him, which is exactly what us women go through with the shaved pussy because you can't ever grow it back because it fucking makes your life a living hell for a goddamn month because every time you sit down, you get a sharp piece of fucking broken glass, it feels like, stabbing you in the clit, right? It's not fun. It's not attractive. So after that month of agony, guess what? He never asked me to do it again. So that's why this kind of body modification stuff is like, man, that's fucked. I don't even know, man, why you would do something like that. Um, unless you're insecure, which I do think most women are. Because society, you know, tells us this and that and standards. Um, but the thing is, if you know that and you can pay lip service to it, why the hell are you still believing it? Why are you still shaving your twop? Because I guarantee fucking to you, there is no woman out there who shaves her twat intentionally just for herself. There, that does not exist. Um, and I'll tell you why. That hair is comfortable. It keeps us cushioned. Um, it keeps the soap from running into our pussy when we shampoo our heads and then rinse into the shower. It prevents us from getting bug bites because if anything's crawling around down there, we feel it instantly. But if you go fucking hiking through the goddamn Rocky Mountains with a shaved twat, you're going to end up with eight ticks just swinging off of there like fucking body jewelry. <laughs> like, you will be hating life, you know? Um, that is, pubic hair is there for a reason and us ladies know it. There isn't a single one of us that's like, I find my pubic hair so uncomfortable it's awful. No, we love it. Like it keeps us warm. It keeps us comfortable, cushioned and protected. It's there for a reason. It even protects us, um, 
if you're stupid enough to be somebody who barebacks without giving their partner an STD test, it even keeps you protected from STDs because, you know, some of that nasty shit can rub off on the hair, but not inside you. Um, so, you know, it's just goddamn ridiculous, these people. Um, yeah, I don't know. But relationships, anyway, 2020 is the year that we have really had to consider why it is we're in these things. And what we have learned, ladies, is that we're in them because they stimulate us to be our best. But we're not in them because we inherently want or crave companionship. Because how many times have you wanted to kill that motherfucker for brushing his teeth too loud or, you know, walking around the house while flossing or leaving his fucking underwear everywhere or just whatever the fuck your partner did that, you know, made you want to kill him during the pandemic. Talking to his dog, whatever, right? Like, there's just too much shit, man. There's just too much shit. Too much shit. So, bottom line... Don't ever worry about being single in your 50s, 60s, 70s, because you know what? At that point, it's going to be a godsend. All right, lunch break's over. I got to go. Peace.